Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting, and welcome to another episode of Founders and Friends. And before we start the podcast, let's give a quick shout out to Rippling. Rippling is the new cool payroll tool that we see a lot of startups using. Rippling is great for your traditional HR and payroll. They integrate very nicely. But guess what? They did another thing. They integrate into your IT infrastructure. They make it really easy for when you hire someone to spin up all the web services and their computer, which sounds kind of like not a huge deal. But actually, we did the study at Cruise. We spend $420 on average just getting a new employee's computer up and running and their web service up and running. It's actually a really big deal. It saves a lot of money. And the dogs are eating the dog food. Like We see a lot of startups coming in to Cruise now using Rippling. So please check out Rippling. Great service. We love it. I think we have a podcast with Parker Conrad. You can hear it from his own words, but we're seeing them take market share. So shout out to Rippling. And now to another awesome podcast at Cruise Consulting's Founders and Friends. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Olm. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest, Taryn Kalmeyer of Remote Wellness. Welcome, Taryn. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Scott. So you have, like, we were talking before we turned the mics on, you have, like, the most timely service ever. This is, like, must your business must be blowing up. But really, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I really believe in in thinking about wellness and company culture and making sure that, that, you know, everyone at the company is happy and doing well. And your company does that for people. So maybe you can just kind of retrace your career a little bit and then tell us how you had the idea for remote team wellness. Yeah, absolutely. It's my favorite subject. So basically, um, (laughs) basically I've been um, a yoga meditation and mindfulness coach for the last 10 years. And um, I've been working with mostly people who are stressed, burnt out, and in a stage of their lives where they're really needing to realign with their purpose, realign with their um, their passion, and kind of reclaim their well-being intentionally. So that's always been the space that I've worked in and worked with clients in. And I started working with hotels and corporates to set up guest guest Mm. wellness programs and then setting up corporate wellness programs in person. Um, And then COVID hit in March and all of my hotel contracts disappeared. And I had to kind of pivot my whole business, figure out how I was going to start to serve instead of traveling around the world and going and, you know, physically being with people and being able to implement things practically and in person, how I was going to be able to serve more people digitally and virtually. And it actually was one of... That must have been so scary when all the hotel contracts... I mean, that's like must have been terrifying yeah. for you. Yeah, no, it it definitely wasn't it definitely wasn't a fun moment because it was just realizing that everything I planned for the year was gone. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. You know, oh my yeah. Gosh. And being in that space, look, there, being in that space is always a huge opportunity where you, you just kind of lose everything and you have to start from scratch. You have to build from the base. So you can either really yeah. see it as an opportunity or as a you know, as the catastrophe. And thankfully, yeah. as a very resourceful and resilient hustler, <laughs> I, <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. I had my moment to wallow. I had my moment to, you know, be sad about what has what was gone. Um, and then I picked it up. <laughs> I had to I basically just had to figure out a new way, pivot, 
and um, figure out how to serve clients again on a more virtual level. So I have been I have been in a more B2C space um, and this was a complete shift into just fully B2B and virtual. And that was very new for me. So there's been so much so much of a learning curve to have to kind of move into that space where I'm only speaking to businesses. I'm not speaking to the individual that's actually receiving the service. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking to yeah. the, the over, overarching um, authority. So yeah, so that's been, that, that was also quite an interesting shift to have to make. And so the idea for the whole company came from my, uh, my partner who is a, is a marketer, a Silicon Valley marketer, very stereotypical, very hustle, very go, go, go. And then all of this happened um, with COVID and he was just super stressed out. And I saw so many of my other clients and friends getting really stressed out by everything that was happening and not really having the tools to be able to, yeah. you know, to be able to actually handle what was going on emotionally yeah. and, and, you know, mentally and all of the other things that came with, with the crazy relegation of being, you know, being sent to our homes, <laughs> being sent to our rooms <laughs> for for the, for the months that we were. Everyone's anxiety level is so much higher still, I think. Absolutely. I feel like it's even maybe getting worse because there's not as much of a resolution as people would want, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's good for you for recognizing that in some, in some of your local, your friends and then turning it, you know, seeing the opportunity there. And I'm sure it's probably pretty interesting for you because, you know, I'm sure working through the hotels was a pretty good channel, but you must be touching way more people now going through businesses. Like I, does your sense of satisfaction and, and your reach feel like it's just, just exploding absolutely in a good way yeah no absolutely because again as you say i'm helping people who actually need the help now not just people who are on a vacation yeah. you know just wanting to do to do a quick yoga class or unwind yeah. with a meditation by the pool it's like these are people who actually really need these services and it's yeah. it is really fulfilling to be able to to share the service with the people who need it and so it sounds like you kind of spun up the business from like being a good business to zero overnight and now you've spun it back up yeah. to where you have a bunch of clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's been very, that's been really, it's been a very interesting curve. As I said, uh, it's been a learning curve because we didn't necessarily know what people would want or what people would need. And we kind of just had to build as we went and build based on feedback. And we we're really, really appreciative of the the clients that we've gotten that have given us so much feedback. And there's been such an incredible ROI for those clients, even yeah. in these last five months, you know, of just seeing how the, how much more engaged their employees are, how much more present they are, and also how they're managing now that they actually have something to a, a check-in point. That natural check-in point yeah. is so important. And I think it's something that companies very often neglect and overlook they don't really think that they have the responsibility to take care of their people but you know in all honesty people are the foundation of most businesses and so it showed the short-sightedness in a lot of companies yeah. when when all of this happened because people realize you know managers realized that they didn't have those those um, processes and programs in place to be able to actually support their people you're totally right and if you don't support your team there can be a really negative ripple effect. It can just start with one person who's having a really hard time and then kind of spread. So I think it's super smart and it's actually just a really good financial investment to invest in your people and help them cope. I mean, this is a once, hopefully a once in a generation type of thing. So no one really knows what to do or how to handle it. And I know 
at cruise we have a lot of people who have young families mm -hmm. you know one to five-year-old one to ten-year-old kids and so i know it's been especially tough on people who have young families i i see some of our team members working like really kind of staggered hours maybe they work for two or three hours in the morning and then they don't get back on until four o'clock at night and they're work. you know mm -hmm. it's become overwhelming for a lot of people so so kudos to you for doing this and for i know it's a business but i think you're also helping a lot of people which is really nice thank you yeah i appreciate that and that yeah, yeah that i mean that is, that is the purpose is to serve to serve in a way that will be not only practical but also will help to build a sustainable long-term long-term remote working force, because I really do see this as the future. A lot of companies are realizing that, you know, remote yeah. work is just a better way. Before all of this happened, I think there was a, a, an argument that remote work wouldn't be as productive as being in an office or being in a physical space together. And now that has been proven to be incorrect. And people are still managing to get their work done. People are still managing to, to be productive. I think that shift and that realization has also opened a lot of companies' minds up to the fact that, you know, there could be another way to do things and another procedure for, for how they implement wellness and how they, how they take care of their people. And, you know, because now they can't do the same gimmicky things like taking their, their, their clients out for drinks or taking their employees out for drinks or, you know, do it, doing a little a lunch at the, at the office. It's, it's now all just virtual. And if that's going to be something that we can sustain and that, we can actually move forward into a longer term kind of solution, then it's really going to need legs and it's going to need more structure. I totally agree. And, you know, we're, we're remote. We've been remote for two years now and it's for us, it, it was about opening up and finding a greater talent pool mm. and just being a little bit more efficient and finding great people no matter where they lived. But I think you're right. Like the, we still had a presence in the San Francisco Bay area, but when COVID hit, every every person that works for Cruise like moved out of the Bay Area except for Vanessa and I. Mm -hmm. And so what you're talking about of like the ability to kind of work with people, like all these little perks or these little things that need to happen, like everyone's pivoting, like how do you interact with your customers better? How do you prepare your team to interact with their customers over remote? You know, mm -hmm. like I think you just hit like such a great point. So I'm, I'm super excited. Well, maybe you can kind of walk us through like the core services that remote team wellness provides. Yeah, absolutely. So we basically look at wellness as a full spectrum. So I'll just, I'll just say that the, the one thing that I usually get faced with is that people think that wellness is just physical fitness and just, you know, just, just moving your body. But wellness is a multi-dimensional way to actually keep yourself wholly well. And it's a, a more holistic approach. So we have taken a very holistic approach to how we structure our packages. We have three different month monthly subscription packages that we offer to companies based on how much they want to engage with the service, whether they want, you know, bi-monthly or weekly classes or just once a month class. And then we also, and we've also broken it down into the real, you know, the real important tenants of wellness, which for our company are movement, mindset, emotional mm -hmm. intelligence, nutrition, and purpose. And so that's really, yeah, it. yeah. So that's really, that's really how we like to look at the full spectrum of what it means to be well. And, and all of our services feed into one another because they work on that same spectrum of taking care of yourself from the base 
to the top. Like I think you rattled off kind of five or six segments, which I believe in all of those. If you're a company, do you sign up for like one segment per week or one segment per month or how do, how does all that interact? Yeah. So if a company is interested in working with us, generally we would do an organizational wellness assessment. So we have a call mm-hmm. and we just talk about what their wellness culture has been like in the past, if they've done anything to actually take care of their employees before, what they expect and kind of where they're at in their company um, as, as in general. Um, and then mm-hmm. and then we take it into, into if they want a monthly subscription, then we can either engage them with a weekly weekly service. Uh, and that means that all of the employees just get a link that's sent out to them right the day before the class. They can sign into the link and they, they literally just show up to a meeting on their calendar. Um, and oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, and then, and then if they, again, if they, then it just depends on the frequency, if they want it a little bit less frequent or more frequent, then we work things out based on the company. But usually it is just very, it's very plug and play. Like we, we make sure that we have as much control over, over the companies showing up as possible, because we want to make it as easy and as accessible for people as possible. So that the company doesn't have to do anything. They don't have to go out and find the teachers. They don't have to go and schedule all the meetings. They don't have to do, you know, they don't have to do any of the, the ground admin to actually implement the program. I love it. I love it. How do you deliver or show the company that you're delivering value? I'm sure I'm just kind of taking for mm-hmm. granted that the people, the employees, that are going through the program, love it and are participating, Mm -hmm. but are there like ROI benchmarks or scorecards or how do you kind of, you can probably tell I'm kind of an analytical person. So how do you like, how do you kind of have that positive feedback loop to the company and show them this is a valuable program? Analytical people are great for me because I am the opposite. So I usually need the analytics to, (laughs) um, yeah, to just to keep me grounded. Usually we review, we rate, each class, we we'll, we'll send um, we'll send a rating um, score to to each employee after the class has been has been finished, and they can send their feedback if they would like. They don't have to send their feedback for every single class, but we do like to, t- to take feedback just so we know where where people are at with the teachers that we're giving, yeah. and you know where people are at with the with the actual classes and if they're enjoying the actual classes. And so then we also do a survey at the end of each month just so that the the company knows how many people attended, how many people were actually engaging. And then also we have something to to compile and give them to show to show what the, the return on investment has been. I mean, the reason why I focus on that was if you do have that positive return on investment, you can really kind of justify spending more and more on it. And it's not one of those things that gets canceled at a whim, but it's like you, being able to show that there's real quantitative benefit mm. is really helpful. I'm kind of assuming that like you can kind of tell on people's you know, in, in their aura and how they're communicating and how happy they are that is working on the employee level. Mm. What are some of the kind of like, we're in this special time with COVID and so this is so timely, but are there any stories or good examples for the audience where they're, if they're thinking about like, hey, should my company do this? Anything that you can kind of share with them that that kind of justifies it or or interesting stories that, you know, the, the kind of the before and after, you know, a, an organization in real trouble or real anxiety uh, pervasive throughout the whole organization. And all of a sudden, 
they're working with remote team wellness and they're just feeling so much better? <laughs> yes, actually. So I worked with a company in the travel industry last year in my own personal consulting, my own personal consulting capacity. Um, and we had actually done just a group mindfulness session for one of their for one of their um, events, their their company events. And it was great. It was fantastic. Everyone really enjoyed it. And so when I came to talk to them about maybe continuing the engagement and continuing to do classes for their company, they were like, it was a really fun session. Thank you so much. But we really don't need it. You know, we're really well. We're all good. Everyone's happy. Everyone's healthy. Everything's fine. COVID. <laughs> Come COVID. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I received quite a few desperate emails from a few members of the team really, really needing the service. Um, and so I ended up having having to just kind of create a balance for them to be able to join the sessions because their, their company went under. So I really had to find ways to balance where to put people and how to how to accommodate people because Sometimes people really don't know what they need until they desperately need it until it's too late. Yeah. And so yeah. um so it really is it was one of those situations where I mean a lot of people who had you know had had thought everything is okay and we're actually doing really well in terms of wellness and we're we're all good with our staff and with our engagement now are seeing that like they've had their staff in the situation where their anxiety levels are completely off the charts and yeah. It's now a time to it's now the time to actually have to think about those kinds of things. And it's unfortunate that it takes, you know, a global pandemic for us to really pay attention to our health and wellness. But this is the situation that we're in. And I really feel as though this is going to help to propel us forward and shift us away from this almost cure culture that we've had in the past and just thinking about finding a solution once something has happened, and maybe yeah. shift us toward a more prevention and sustainable way of looking at things. I think you're totally right. I shared with you, we kind of had the same, like we, we were doing really well before COVID, but then it got pretty quiet the first month of COVID. And then we had like one of our biggest months of all time. And so I think, I think especially startups and startup founders and startup management teams, they tend to be reactive in a lot of the stuff outside of product because they're working so hard on their product and building their company. So they only kind of know they like they kind of have to feel the pain a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's frankly, that's how I was with in just running cruise consulting. So that's OK. Mm -hmm. um, and but but it's great that you're there for them when they do realize that they need it and they need your service. So I think that's there's something noble about that. And being being able to kind of nicely not not even like, hey, I told you so. It's like, OK, I'm ready for you. Yeah. You know, it's OK. We're, I was here the whole time and now, when, now we're ready. For when the you. student is ready, I think it's really the, te cool. the teacher will appear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it, when you break down the service, so like what's, if, if, you know, uh, one of our clients were to come to you, like how would the, the sign up flow and how would the kind of onboarding go? And then what will they be, how will they be interacting with you? Yeah. So as I said, we, we like to start all of our clients out with an organizational wellness assessment, just so that we know mm. where they're coming from, what their history has been and what they're working toward. Um, and then from there, we take it, we take it to a wellness recommendation where we would actually say, these are the services that we think that would work really well for your company, just depending on where they are, what their, what their demographics are as well. And then from that point, it's basically just a, again, plug and play. So we facilitate all of the teachers to plug into different ah. slots. So we find we find all of the incredible vetted 
um, experts to fill those slots and to to provide services for them. So like we have a nutritionist who's absolutely incredible and she goes through, she has like a whole eight week program that she almost takes companies through in, you know, in a very comprehensive and digestible way so that there is like there are little bits of homework and things to to actually be implementing into your life in a practical way. We have we have incredible movement speci um, specialists who are also thinking about how to implement practical and implementable tips um, so that people don't just have a session and then it's like go away and you're done. If there, there are things to be working on and to build a sustainable and consistent habit rather than it just being like, oh, well, this is just something that my company does. And if, if that's something that, that people want to do and they just want to engage with the session, that's great. If we can just put a little yeah. bit more consciousness and wellness into a person's day. That's, I think that's our job done very well. Yeah. But you're right. Building the habit is mm -hmm. like the home run because mm -hmm. I know, I know for me, like if I can get into a habit of doing something, I'll stick with it but it takes that two or three weeks of actually changing my behavior, which is really difficult. So that's great that you can kind of reinforce that. You said something pretty interesting, which was you look at the demographics of the company and then make recommendations. What are some of the levers? Like, is it depending on like, you know, are people remote or not or age of the company employees or what's, yeah. what are the things you're looking at? Yeah. So we're looking, we're looking at age of the employees. We're looking at distribution of the employees. Um, and that's basically just to say like, if people are kind of more in need of more intense and vigorous movement or a little bit slower, more chilled and controlled movement um, and, mm -hmm. or, or, it, or just the energy of the company. If the company is quite fast moving, fast paced, really, really um, forward go getting kind of, kind of company, then we'll probably not pair them with, you know, slow services that services that wouldn't that wouldn't gel well yeah. with their with their with their company um their company culture so that's kind of what we want to look at we want to make sure that there's something for everyone instead of it just being you know just one type of one type of service just yoga just personal training just pilates just nutrition you know that makes so much sense you know you've mentioned movement a couple times mm -hmm. And that's near and dear to my heart because I'm sure you've probably heard the story so many times. But when I started working from home because of COVID, I had like the worst desk set up in our bedroom. It was like a disaster. And I ended up like tweaking my back. So, I mean, are you seeing that? And how do you help people break some of those habits or reset up their desk configuration? Or what are, what are you seeing there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so there are so many people who, who are just working wherever or not really not really yeah. thinking about about their setup not really thinking about again i have to sit in the, this chair this or this couch um the people who are working from the couch are really really struggling that from what i've we, we had someone uh working from their mattress for many months Ooh, i know that's yeah. It's tough though because yeah. the you know there wasn't like furniture delivery and things like that's that in good. some places so so they, they, yeah. So they're kind of like me. They're, they're going to the chiropractor these days, I was say, I was but, say. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you make the point of like, they're working kind of wherever they can instead of like optimizing it. And maybe even if you're working in a bad situation, like a couch or mattress or kitchen table, maybe there's some movements mm -hmm. or things you can do to kind of counteract yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many different movements. And one of the things that I recommend is actually just movement in general because there yeah. are a lot of people that do just get their, themselves locked into a position and sit there for eight nine ten hours and not move around not you know not actually get up and move their bodies other than to go to the toilet which is not enough movement you know to actually take yeah. a break to give your body some time to relieve itself from the sitting position because the sitting position is 
it's really not optimized for humans. It's not, it's not, it's not for yeah. us. We, we need to be doing it way less than we are. And again, if we're going to be moving into a remote working um, environment or a remote working world, then it's important for us to actually think about that and to think about the long-term effects of, you know, yeah, you're just sitting on your bed today, but then you're also going to do it tomorrow. And then what happens if your company decides to do this for the rest of the year or the rest of, yeah. the, you yeah. know, the rest of the company's lifespan? And so, yeah, yeah so the, it's, it's, it's important to start to actually think about how we're setting up our, our workspaces and how we are separating our workspaces from our home spaces as well to make ourselves distraction free and give ourselves that, that separation and conscious arrival in your actual work rather than, oh, I'm at home working. I totally agree. And the, one of the things I've noticed um, is that when you're working at home, you're a little more look a little more comfortable, notwithstanding the bad desk setup or things like that. So one of the things I've noticed is that you, I kind of tend to go longer without movement or without breaks because I, I think it's just like subconsciously I'm more comfortable. I'm in a, yes. a friendly place. So I've actually started setting like reminders for myself and things like that just to get up and move. Or I, and I started putting like walks on my calendar cool. so that I would get out for half an hour and just walk around the neighborhood. Great. Are you seeing some interesting behavior like that? People doing that kind of stuff? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so important though, because again, you can't just sit behind a screen and staring at a screen for hours on end. It's so important to give yourself a breakaway also from your inside environment for, especially for the people who, you know, live in apartment buildings and aren't really getting that much exposure to the elements. It's so um, vital to actually remove yourself from the AC from the the indoor from the artificial light and give yourself some time outside because that that yeah. that is that is a way to that is a way to build your immunity to actually give yourself a boost to be able to fight or prevent any illness that could that could come toward you and it's the consciousness around all of these practices and the consciousness around these habits which is what we are trying to build because a lot of people yeah. don't have that same consciousness about well, I need to stand up every half an hour and take a little walk around, just a little five-minute stretch. Or I need to look away from my screen every 20 minutes and refocus my eyes because, you know, you don't realize how strange your eyes are from just staring into your screen. Um, And so if you're not conscious of it, then you won't do it. And when you don't do it, then things start to happen. And you're like, how did this happen? I laugh, but I've been the person that has to wear, start wearing glasses and things like that. And, you know, yeah. So you're making a bunch of amazing points. Well, this has been really amazing. So can you tell, just kind of let everyone know how they can reach out to you, how they can reach out to remote team wellness and how to kind of kickstart that process if they want to bring this to their company? So yeah, I'm Taryn. I am the founder of Remote Team Wellness. You can find us on all of the social medias at Remote Team Wellness. You can also um, engage our services by going onto our website, remoteteamwellness.com and um, clicking get started because then we will organize an organizational wellness assessment and we can find out a little bit more about your company and how to get you well. I love it. I love it. And I have, a, I just want to say, I have a ton of respect for you for dealing with kind of the, the crash in your hotel contracts and relationships. And, you know, like you could have, you could have probably thrown in a towel, but I give you a ton of credit for figuring it out. And it sounds like you're actually doing even better. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you're probably touching a lot more people. So kudos to you for having that resiliency. My grandma always says she has a pity party for a couple of days when something bad happens to her. 
And then she picks herself up and it sounds like you did the exact same thing here. Thanks so much, Taryn. You were an amazing guest. Really appreciate it. And I really encourage everyone to check out remoteteamwellness.com. Amazing service, something we could all probably use. And, uh, and even if you don't, if your company doesn't have the resources, I think what Taryn's message is just really powerful for all of us. We all have heightened anxiety right now. So just take care of yourself and find little ways to improve your habits. Thanks for joining us on Founders and Friends. Bye. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Scotty.